Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Paolo Varnieri, a corporate partner at Holland and Knight in Washington, D.C., and Ross Guberman, the founder and CEO of LawCatch, the developer of BriefCatch, a software platform designed to elevate legal writing, which has recently introduced new generative AI features for lawyers and legal professionals. Paolo, Ross, great to see you both. Likewise. Thank you, Ari, for having us. Paolo, tell us about your background and your practice at Holland and Knight. I do primarily corporate M&A work. I do transactional work. You can fit a lot of things under that umbrella, private M&A, private equity investments, joint ventures, generally broad within that area, corporate M&A transactions. And I also do a little bit of project financing, giving my background on infrastructure, uh, where I spent almost five years in an aviation infrastructure company in the U.S. as a general counsel. Now, back in private practice, I continue that work because I, I enjoy that industry very much. Ross, you practiced law for several years before pursuing a career focused on legal writing and developing BriefCatch. What inspired that shift? I did workshops for all sorts of firms and courts all around the world on different facets of legal writing and eventually judicial opinion writing. And at some point with writing and with all the demands of writing and all the pressures, people have people struggle to sort of absorb all the tips and advice out there and apply it. It was around 2017, just as legal tech was starting to heat up a bit, that I decided to dabble in this brave new world of legal tech. And here we are, six years later. Paulo, given the complexity of the deals you manage in your practice, how do you incorporate technology to remain current with all of the developments that arise? It's really hard to remain current with all the developments that arise in that space because it's almost in a weekly or monthly basis, if not daily basis, you see a new tool coming up, a new solution that can either help you on your litigation practice, transactional, there's a wide range of areas of law that these solutions are meant to assist. What I do, of course, is trying to stay abreast of what I can incorporate, what I can use in my lead counsel role in an M&A transaction. As a large firm, Hall and I has a lot of resources in that respect. I try to use 405 that can help me provide advice in the most efficient way. I'm not even speaking about AI, talking about tools that have been for a while now, just improving the way you can help the attorney provide the services in an official way. I try to keep up with conferences and other materials that I receive and see what is out there. I always uh, welcome calls with companies that are coming up with new tools to understand what it can do for me and for my clients. I like to spend some time learning what is out there because at the end of the day, we're in a very competitive sector. Whether you're a large or small law firm, this is competitive. And technology provides a way for a lawyer, a firm to have a competitive advantage, whether it's going to be a cost-effective service or a more efficient way to provide that advice. Ross, how has BriefCatch evolved to help lawyers navigate this accelerated economic climate? As Paulo was suggesting, competitive pressures actually do seem higher than ever. You have salaries always going up, you have billing rates going up, you have lots of attrition issues and the like. So one thing we've really tried to do as the product has evolved is be a little bit of an all-in-one platform or portal for legal writing. So in addition to getting 
tens of thousands of potential edits or suggestions. You'll get models, you'll get explanations, you can access different topics that relate to writing and get authoritative answers. This is all part of our AI plans. And that does give firms a competitive advantage because they can say to clients, we're using these tools to be more efficient and to better allocate our energies. But it also gives, frankly, individual lawyers a competitive advantage as well because they get more confidence with their writing and their writing is more reliable. The other thing that Reefcatch does is provide a training and mentoring component when both of those are on the wane. It's harder and harder to have direct interactions. So one thing I've noticed with younger generation, the associate generation, they like doing their learning through technology as they're working, as opposed to my old day job, which was having everyone sit in their classroom for three hours and listen to someone like me. So in that sense, it's also really boosting people's mentorship and training opportunities. Paulo, in what ways has the craftsmanship involved with drafting deal documents in these rapidly shifting competitive transactions changed as a result of technology? Oh, it changed a lot. It used to be in a case where you have a lawyer, whether it's a junior associate or, or senior associate or a partner, working on a deal document, looking at recent precedents within the firm, right? You look at the firm, what they've done in the past, use that experience and craft something that was based on that successful precedent so that were applicable here. But now you expanded that pool of precedents way wider than we used to be. Now you can look at not only public documents, so you go to an SEC database and, and look for a document, but you, there are solutions out there that collects for you in a provision that works for a particular situation of you were working on for your client. It will design that provision for you. And it's your role as a lawyer to look at those precedents, those provisions that those tools provide to you, see if they're really applicable, is a starting point, and then you change it. You know, like Ross said, associates like to use that technology and it's a great way because that makes the work more efficient. You can develop something that is based on your firm's precedent. It goes beyond that space. It goes to all the top firms or whatever they've been working on. There's solutions out there that provide you who created that. This firm is very good in representing this kind of client in this space. It's a good precedent. You use that and you build your document or your draft a provision based on that precedent. So it, it's much wider. That made the deal lawyer change its approach to negotiating and drafting an agreement. Ross, given your work with leaders around the world, how do good writing and well-crafted positions affect the outcomes of Bet the Company Matters? Paulo was talking about how in the transactional space, you can now get a sense of what's market for a given provision and have as your data set something that goes way beyond your firm's own precedence. So there's something similar on the more objective or persuasive writing front. If you have the right kind of technology, the right kind of data analysis, the right kind of expertise, you can actually figure out on the writing side what those superior performers have done over the years and generations in writing. And in those high stakes cases, you can take those lessons and apply them to your own work. Transactionally, you're looking for market. Are we out of market? Are we in the market? On the advocacy side, it makes it easier for a typical lawyer to write more like the big stars. And that gives you a big advantage in these high stakes matters. Paolo, as a former general counsel, do transactional lawyers and law firms need more technology to support their clients? Technology is there to help. I don't think law firms need to adopt technology just for the sake of adopting technology. I think they have to adopt technology that will help the firm 
turn around their work more efficiently, more cost-effective for the client. I think there's technology out there for that. If you adopt technology that's not going to help you, it's just another cost and not doing anything. But I think outside firms should look at what is available there. When I was in a position as a general counsel a few years ago, I appreciated when I saw that firm was up to date on what is out there. And they were using technology, not just an old system that it was outdated. And I knew there was stuff out there that, that could help them, not only doing the work, but also billing. So that's how a lot of firms make their money. So if they have a way to analyze their billing system, how they bill, what's more effective, ways to reduce costs for the client, make a proposal that will make sense for both parties. I think that's when they definitely need to adopt those type of technology that will benefit everyone involved. Russ, what new opportunities can law firms realize with artificial intelligence? So if you go back to this idea of superior performance as a lawyer and how you can glean what, what it takes and then impart it, AI is really a godsend as long as you are very, very careful in how you use it and apply it. So again, you can look for patterns in past performance, unlike what they say to do with investments. In this case, you can look at past performance, look at people who won tough motions, look at briefs that won difficult Supreme Court cases and extract out all sorts of patterns that are sophisticated and can be turned into actionable points, like use this phrase, talk about the case this way, that way. So there's that end. And then the other really exciting development, which we're dipping our toes in, is on the generating document side for this legal tech conference coming up, we've created a product that actually generates client alerts for firms based on the source material and a sense of the partner's actual intended audience or client base. And that's a really good example, something very important for business development, but it's not billable. And you can actually use AI to generate high quality documents as well. So lots of exciting things to come across the board in the next six to 18 months in legal tech. Paulo, how do you see law firms taking advantage of AI-empowered drafting tools for high-stakes transactions going forward? There's no other way to go. There's a lot of things out there that can help. And you have to be careful when using it. Those tools are not meant to replace the lawyer. The Gen AI is here to be used as a tool to help create a brief a petition or draft something, build a contract. But it's the lawyer's professional responsibility to make sure that's accurate. That's when the human component comes in and make sure that what was built is it fits within what the client wants and it's accurate and up to date. You can't just let the Gen AI do the work for you. It will definitely help you on the efficiency of your work, but it's the attorney's responsibility to examine and make sure that it can be used. I think artificial intelligence is here. And for now, at least, I don't think firms should be concerned in their work being replaced. So should look at, at it as an important tool that can help their clients with the work that is being produced. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Paolo Varnieri, a corporate partner at Holland and Knight in Washington, D.C., and Ross Guberman, the founder and CEO of LawCatch, the developer of BriefCatch, a software platform designed to elevate legal writing, which has recently introduced new generative AI features for lawyers and legal professionals. Paolo, Ross, thank you so very much. Thanks to you thank as you, well. Ari. Good to be with you. It was a pleasure. Thank Thanks, you. Paolo. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.